You've got a story. I've got a story. We've got a story. I'm Brad McEwen, and I'm here to tell that story. This is Beyond the Bank. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of AB&T's Beyond the Bank. I'm your host, Brad McEwen, and today I'm chatting with my good friend and local bagpiper extraordinaire, Dan Gillen, who, in addition to being a retired Marine Corps colonel and all-around great guy, is also the executive director of our Albany area YMCA. Welcome, Dan. I appreciate you coming in to chat today. Yeah, it's it's, it's a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure just to be here, Brad, and, and uh, wanted to have this opportunity to share not only what the Y has been doing this last year plus during this time of pandemic and serving the community, but what we're going to be doing in the very today and in the near future. Well, that sounds exciting. I'd love to get into that. Dan, just for our audience, you know, time flies when you're having fun. You've been the director at the Y now, what, six, seven years? 2013. 2013. So it's been, right. been since then. Wow. Going on eight years. And I should remember that. I think the one of the first interviews I did when I went to work at the Herald was interviewing you. And it might have been one of the first you did with local media. It was the first. That's right. Now, uh, as I said, you I've interviewed you a few times in the past. So I got a pretty good idea of the joy that you've experienced over that time. Uh, but if you don't mind, uh, tell me a little bit about your relationship to the YMCA and why you are so passionate about the, or- the mission of that organization. How long is this podcast? <laughs> All the time you need. Okay. So why am I passionate about the why and, and what the why does? Uh, well, it starts with that sense of community, that sense of service. Uh, as, as a U.S. Marine, you have the sense of service to the country. And after retiring from the Marine Corps and, and stepping into my role at the Y, you can connect the dots very easily because with the YMCA, there's a sense of community where you're serving the community and you're bringing the community together, um, everybody in this community. It doesn't matter your age, your, your gender, your race, your religion, your physical ability, all those things that make us different as people. I, I say this all the time. When you come in the front door of our Albany area YMCA or any YMCA in the state of Georgia, I can tell you, you're just another person that's a member of the community that's trying to be a part of community and work on your fitness, work on your, your healthy mind, body, and spirit. Whether you're a child learning how to swim, whether you're a mom and dad wanting to drop your kids off so you can then go work out, or you're an older adult who, who is looking for um, a sense of, of involvement with other people your age, you know, who you've, some have lost. Um, spouses. And now there's that sense of uh, camaraderie that they get when they participate in the class. People show up early for their classes, our adult, our senior adult classes, specifically for that, that, uh, that sense of being able to interact with others and share stories. And, and then they work out and then they all gripe about the teacher of the class afterwards. <laughs> but, but so the passion that drives me every single day is the sense of service that a U.S. Marine feels, but then when you're able to give to a community and see the results of that service, see the results of a child learning how to swim, see the results of during the time of the pandemic, feeding people, providing food to people. That's what the Y does. That's what the Y does in a community that so desperately needs an organization that doesn't see the things that separate us as people 
Rather, it brings us together as people. Powerful. Absolutely. And, and I, I do want to hone in on this a little bit, too, Dan. You mentioned, you know, the, the entire community and, and some of the things that the Y might be doing that people don't understand. You know, our YMCA is, is so critical to a large segment of our population simply from the standpoint that there aren't a lot of organizations that are serving some of these folks. When I think about young kids in the summertime, when I think about after school programs, talk a little bit about the, the need this community has for some of the things that the Y does. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so um, <clears throat> I'll start with kids. Oftentimes that's people think of YMCA, people think of kids, not youth sports. Um, after school, summer camp, swimming lessons. Not that swimming lessons are only for kids because we have plenty of adults that come in for swimming lessons. Um, but I'll start with youth sports. Bringing ki- kids in uh, at the age of five up through um, uh, 14, 15 years old, learning the skills of soccer or basketball or baseball or football. Uh, not only are they learning those skills, uh, to be a part of a team. They're learning the skills and of the sport, but they're learning the concept of teamwork. It's not just about me. It's, a, it's about us. And, and, and that then sets the, uh, sets the stage and really plants the seeds in these kids to, to get a sense of being part of something larger than just themselves. And when they know that their actions affect others, and the actions of others affect them. And then together, they're able to accomplish much more than just the individual. It, it, it's like the light comes on with the kids and, and they have fun. They enjoy it. Um, but we teach them to do it in a respectful way. We teach them to do it. And, and it's not just the kids we're teaching sometimes. There's, often, there's, there's, there's nothing more colorful sometimes than when you, when you see a parent who is, is just Remembering the glory days in, in their day when they're, when they're learning basketball or soccer and they're trying to get their son or daughter to do the same thing. And sometimes one of our directors or coaches has to kind of say, hey, let us do our job. We, we got this. And, but that's, it's a beautiful dynamic to see. That's in youth sports. Then when it comes to after school, parents have to work. But those parents, how are they going to attend to their work when they're concerned about what's my son or daughter going to do after school if they get dropped off at home where I'm not there. And all right, my child's eight to 10 years old. Could they stay at home by themselves or not? You know, you have this question. They know that when they, their child is dropped off at the Y after school, that they're in a safe environment. They're in a nurturing environment, an environment where the child's going to have time to dedicate to schoolwork and homework. And, but they're going to be physically active and just as important as all those other aspects the counselors that work at the Y are going to model good character values for those children and, and encourage those same character values among the kids. But then they're going to feed the kids. They're going to not only nourish their, their spirit, their mind, but they're going to nourish their bodies by, by our partnership with Feeding the Valley Food Bank. And we have food delivered every day of the week so the kids get a snack and then they get dinner before they go home. And the reality is in our community, in some cases, that may be the only meal that child may get that day until the next morning. So it's, it's, an awesome, it's an awesome dynamic to see, but it's also an awesome responsibility of our counselors, and they thrive on it. 
when we're teaching a kid to swim, to see whether the child is six months old, you know, <laughs> to, to see the, 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 uh, when a child gets it and they, and they overcome, particularly if they have to overcome the fear of water and then they realize, Hey, I got this, I can do this. Um, so, you know, teaching kids to swim, teaching kids to interact with each other respectfully, the core values of the why, caring and honesty and respect and responsibility, those character values is something that's inculcated in everything our counselors and our coaches do with the kids. Well, that works out pretty well for a Marine because uh, a lot of those values line up really with what you've been doing most of your life. Honor, courage, and commitment. The core values of our core. That's, that's absolutely right. So uh, suffice it to say, it was, it was sort of an easy transition and a natural transition to, to come from your time in the Marine Corps into the YMCA. It, it was. I mean, it was natural in that context, and it was challenging in that it's an organization. It, it's an, it's, the YMCA is a nonprofit organization. It depends vitally on the contributions of um, people that, that have a heart for what the Y does, whether it's because the Y influenced somebody in their family or somebody they know, or they just believe in how the Y is able to serve the community. Being a nonprofit organization, we do have membership fees that pay for our staff, and, but it doesn't pay all the bills. It's those contributions that allow us to do the things that we do, but then also to reinvest in the why. Right now, we're, we're, we just tore down the dividing wall in our basketball gym. It's down. Finally. And, you know, I don't know why the decision was made years ago to put it up to begin with. Uh, but that court is designed so that you have a full regulation size basketball court that parallels the balcony that where you can observe as a spectator. And so we're going to have a curtain now that we can separate and move and, and uh, have full, full games where the, they can be sanctioned with the Georgia Recreation Parks Association. So for competition, good. And, and uh, it's just, it's just amazing to, to the way all those things get connected. And as a Marine and now leading a YMCA, it's just like I learned in the Marine Corps. You have a sense of service. You have a sense of mission, accomplishment, but you don't do that by yourself. And yeah, Alf and I may be the figurehead or the guy that gets interviewed sometimes, you know, that type of thing. Our chief operating officer, our chief financial officer, our directors, our child care directors, our, our aquatics directors, our sports and fitness instruct, uh, directors, they lead our part-time staff members who carry the brunt of the daily operations at our YMCA. And we could not be successful it wasn't, if it wasn't for all of them coming together and doing what they do to deliver those programs that are quality, those programs that are safe, that people come to depend on and expect. Well, uh, speak along those same lines, to coming to expect, coming to depend on uh, the whole community being involved, the work that goes in uh, to making an organization like the YMCA so successful. I got to think that was challenged pretty, pretty difficultly last uh, 18 months or so with COVID. Talk to me about, you know, sort of how the Y had to react to the pandemic last year, some of the, the changes that were put into place, but also talk to me about how the organization was able to get through all of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to, 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 move an organization 
and respond to something like our country. In fact, our world was impacted with uh, through the pandemic. Uh, it's kind of like you learn, you hear the analogy of a, an aircraft carrier or a big cruise line ship doesn't turn on a dime. It takes a lot to turn that. The beauty with the YMCA, the way it's organized, is we were able to redirect our resources almost immediately. We, we had to shut down. Like when the governor gave the word, we did what we were supposed to. Um, but we very, very quickly responded to several needs. First and foremost, we responded to the need for essential workers' child care. We recognize there's still moms and dads who, who had to work during that time. And, and so we slowly opened back up only after we established a plan of attack to ensure that all of our touch surfaces were sanitized every day. Mask wearing, glove wearing, all those things that CDC and the Department of Public Health, having to navigate that guidance was a challenge because it wasn't always consistent. And it changed. And, you know, fortunately, we have a governor in Georgia who was not only listening to that, but I, th I think our governor was very practical in the way he approached it, allowing organizations and communities to kind of guide what made sense in terms of safety and, and public health. So providing essential workers child care was something we felt was an immediate need. Food. There were people out of work. So suddenly we've got employees at the YMCA who are now not doing the things that they normally do. They're doing a lot of cleaning, sanitizing, going through the entire building at night with a sanitizing fogger type machine that sanitizes everything. But we had to do, use um, a, a, a solution that wouldn't be caustic or corrosive on our cardio equipment. Right. Uh, but then to, to start distributing food, recognize people were hungry, the first week in April of 2020, we started a weekly food drive. It was great for the people getting food. It was terrible for those people that did have to get to work on Gillianville Road <laughs> and, and, and find themselves in traffic because people were coming into the YMCA. Again, our partnership through the United Way of Southwest Georgia, um, these volunteers that came in and helped deliver uh, uh, boxes of food that should really feed a family of four for approximately five days, depending on how you, you use it. But there was also fresh fruit and vegetables. There was bread products and there was typically a frozen um, meat product, some type of protein, chicken, you know, poultry, fish, that type of thing. We got to know people through doing that. Not only and some of these people were members of the Y, some were just people who were hungry and, and they were showing up and, and, and people would run out of gas. They're waiting in line to, to come in, in into the Y to get food and they would be back the next week. They would show up at five in the morning for an eight o'clock start to distribute food. It was meaningful. And the way people would get to know us, you know, our names and we'd get to know them and some their, their dogs who would be in the front seat with them in their car, you know, uh, talk about meeting a need, hunger, a basic human need. But we weren't able to only meet the need for hunger, that person to person contact. We learned how to smile with our eyes because we were all wearing masks and 
that was amazing. To be able to convey that sense of community, that sense of charity, that sense of friendship, uh, just just a love is really what I'm describing um, to people we don't even know. But we got to establish that relationship. That was powerful. And do you know, Brad, that wasn't going on only in our Albany area YMCA. There were other organizations that were doing food drives. There were just about every YMCA in the state of Georgia was doing a food drive. And the way we were, we were able to plan that is our YMCA Alliance of Georgia met on a weekly basis to strategize on how we can best serve the immediate needs of our community. And it was just amazing to see people, the Albany Police Department and other community police departments that would come in and help with traffic control because, you know, we're not traffic sure. control. And so they came in to help. Uh, Chief Mike Persley was just phenomenal in being willing to send his folks over to help us. Um, getting the word out through United Way, United Way, people who contribute to United Way. Guess what? Some of those contributions went into be organizations like the YMCA and other nonprofit and community organizations to show up and be putting food in those vehicles. We had to be careful. Things you don't think about at a food drive. When you go walking around the back of somebody's pickup truck and they have a, a trailer hitch that you're not looking for because you're carrying a box of food to put in the back. Next thing you know, somebody goes down because they run their knee into a trailer hitch. We had that happen. And, you know, people dealt with things with a sense of joy. You know, right now um, we're, we're in this, you know, you're, you're the fruits of the Holy Spirit. One of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is joy. We had joy doing what we were doing, and, and it was just a, an, an amazing experience to see people with gratitude. The number of people that said, God bless y'all for what you're doing. And you know what? God did bless us in that, but you know, we were able to God bless them, too, because we, we, we did feel that blessing, but it was a privilege to be able to serve in that manner. Yeah, it, I, I could talk forever about that because it was amazing. Well, that's powerful to see, to see the mission, uh, the, the real root of what that organization is all about in action like that and, mm -hmm. and, and to respond quickly and give what you said was most needed love and human connection uh, was as powerful probably as the food. Now, you know, kind of taking that further along, you know, you learn things during that time period. Talk to me a little bit about how the last year and a half has influenced maybe how we're doing things today. And, and now we're into a world where, you know, people are reemerging, more folks are vaccinated, mask mandates are relaxing. You know, what's the what's the why traffic looking like today? Painstakingly, slowly coming back. OK, uh, but it, it, I, I kind of measure the progress based on how our parking lot looks. And if, if you were to go over to the YMCA right now, while we're here, you'd think, wow, it's back. It's not entirely back, you know, but it, it's getting there. And it's so amazing to see because now not only are people just coming in, people are reconnecting. Some people who haven't connected in months. Um, so the storytelling that occurs with why you and I walk in the door, hey, Brad, hey, Dan, and we're walking down the hall to go run or work out or play racquetball, whatever, swim, whatever we're going to do. And we're sh sharing family stories with each other. Uh, we're learning about how we each in our respective ways dealt with mm -hmm. the pandemic. So 
our membership is coming back. It's growing slowly. And we've had to tweak our programs to respond to the slow coming back. You know, we closed, for instance, on, on uh, for a while, Saturdays and Sundays. And now we're back open on Saturdays. And it's slowly coming back. And that's something we evaluate all the time based on the need of the community. But the community has a need to be active, to be outside. I mean, we're social people. We, we, we have a need to be together. And, and the why engenders that need, the, the sense of community that, that's informed by that need. And so to have programs and listen to what our members are saying, to put programs in place for adults or for older adults, uh, swim lessons for kids. And, you know, um, we had college students that came back because they couldn't go to school. They were virtual. So we didn't have a problem having lifeguards. We just didn't have all the hours to give them to work, you know. And, and so it's, it's those unintended consequences of the, the pandemic and then the operational managerial decisions that we had to make. But every one of those were made with one thing in, in focus, and that was safety for not only our staff, but our members. In fact, I'll tell you, today, all of our staff still wear masks. And we're, we're going to continue that for a little while. And the reason is this. I, I think, that one, there's a sense of comfort that comes to our staff for wearing masks because they're interacting with people all day, whereas a member that comes in to work out may only be there for an hour, and then they're, then they're gone. Now, uh, you know, speaking about activity, cranking back up the, the, the squeak of the shoes, uh, summer has always been a busy time for the YMCA, especially when, you know, sports park opens, the pool opens and boom, here we go. Uh, for our listeners, talk a little bit about, uh, some of the stuff we got going on at the Y this summer that the community needs to know about. Yeah. Well, I, I even brought my pamphlet with me just to, to refer to, but, but, um, so uh, Memorial Day weekend is the traditional time we open up our outdoor sports park pool, and that's happening. Um, our outdoor pool is going to be open. Uh, our swim team, for instance, we just had a meeting last week with our swim team. Uh, the practices for our swim team are going to be held outdoors in this 50-meter pool, under blue sky, you know, just a beautiful, beautiful environment to, to have a practice. But then the kids that come to summer camp at our main Y, uh, and on Gillianville, our sports park for our older kids, uh, our YMCA Easter Seals uh, summer camp for special needs kids, our Lee County uh, summer camp. All that is going to be happening. So summer camp for kids. Parents need a place for the kids to go during the summer. Uh, parents still got to work. Yep. Right. And, and so that's that's one option parents have. Um, but we're also going to have youth sports. We, we've got uh, the the swimming team that I mentioned. Um, people can get passes for the swimming pool outdoors. You know, if they don't want to be a Y member for the entire community, they can go to the sports park and just use it for swimming. Um, youth sports. We do have sports programs that are coming up for the summer that are going to just just really for adults, not just kids. So we, we, for a long time, the Y has not had adult sports. You know, it's been focused on youth sports. Um, but this summer in particular, we have sports coming up with co-ed softball, kickball, beach volleyball, a women-only kickball, 
and a men only flag football and soccer. And registrations are ongoing for all those right now. Uh, I'll tell you, you know, we started with adult softball and we had several teams. In fact, I'm actually playing, which my wife, when I come home and I tell her I'm sore, she goes, I told you. <laughs> you're getting too old for that. I in my head, I'm not though, you know. So, um, but but so youth youth sports, adult sports, um, and then we've got the tr- traditional classes at the Y. Uh, you know, whether it's the silver sneakers for our older adults, uh, whether it's our boot camp fitness class that I still teach Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning, early, you know, five 40 in the morning. Too early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we get a good crowd of people out there I at that time. Uh, you know, professionals coming in to go to work and then, uh, or work out and then go to work for the day. Um, our summer sports clinics, which is kind of a, a unique aspect to our summer camp. So we have, um, it breaks down from ages three to 13 Throughout the summer, we're going to have six different sports clinics. The first one is June 7th through 11th, uh, soccer ages three to five at our Lee County branch. June 14th through 18th, basketball for ages six through 13. And then it goes on from there every week through July 12th through 16th, where we have soccer for ages six through 13. And all that information is available on our website. And, and so, you know, um, www.albanyareayymca.com. And it's important to go there because all this information, I don't want to, I'm not going to read the pamphlet here, of course, but it's a wealth of information on there. And that's where people go uh, to get information on not only our youth and family and adult sports programs for the summer, but uh, personal training, nutrition training. And, and nutrition awareness uh, for for people that are people, you, know, you got to get that beach body, baby. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I, I've been working on that for a long time. I'm still not there. Got to watch what you're putting in the in the body. So so all these programs, what they do is is they just bring our community to a place where you're focusing on your body, your mind, your spirit. And at the same time, you're having fun. If you're able to, anything maybe a little longer term that the YMCA is working toward or things that you'd like to see happening, uh, you know, you mentioned a couple of things like the clinics and the adult sports, but anything that's a little further off that we're working toward? You're going to love this. All right. So uh, with Doherty County, I'm, I'm working with the, our Doherty County uh, uh, committee and, and, and uh, commission rather to offer sports programming. Uh, at a couple of our Doherty County locations, um, Radium Springs, Putney, uh, and Robert Cross. And uh, I'm also working with our City of Albany uh, Recreation Parks Department to offer what I'm calling YMCA without walls. Why without walls? In other words, no brick and mortar. We bring a Y to you. So uh, our, one of our city commissioners, uh, John Howard, he has a monthly community walk. And since October, I've participated in them. I was invited just randomly uh, by uh, our assistant district attorney, Mike Tabarak. He said, Dan, you might want to consider going out here. I did. It was amazing. And as a result of that very first walk um, in a little neighborhood just south and east of uh, Albany State University East Campus, 
we've been delivering Why Without Walls at the Harvest Temple Faith Ministries Church on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We want to replicate that at other community parks or neighborhoods where the kids in those neighborhoods may not have access, safe or ready access to a community park where there's structured, coach-led activities and where we provide food for the kids that are brought over there. And we provide character moments where we've invited um, chief of police. We've had the base commander and sergeant major come out and just talk to the kids about opportunity, about the importance of education, the importance of, of character and faith. And, you know, to, to show the kids in these little neighborhoods where there's more to this world beyond this five or six block radius where you live. But you're not going to get there unless you pay attention to your education. You know, listen to your folks. Get 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 smart through education, faith in in, in church and in, or in God rather, and, and go to church and 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 be active. And and so to have that sense of community brought to the community rather than de- demanding that the community come to the Y is important. And we're very excited about that, Brad, because. It's an opportunity where the why not only gets to show the value of why the why is important, but to bring those activities to parts of the community that otherwise they might not have access to our programs. That's powerful. That's making a difference. That's the intent of our YMCA. Well, Dan, I can't thank you enough, really, for taking the time to to sit down with me and talk about this stuff and to, giving us the opportunity to do a you know just a small part to help the the mission of the organization. So, I really can't thank you enough. And and thanks too to the loyal followers of Beyond the Bank who helped make this job such a joy in my life. Uh, that that support is invaluable as well. Uh, again, I'd like to thank uh, Dan Gillen, the president and CEO of the Albany Area YMCA, for coming in to uh, talk with me today. And I want to thank our loyal listeners. Until next time, I'm Brad, and this is Beyond the Bank. <laughs>